Yo, yo, yo. Are we here? Are we live? I can't hear Richard if you're there, but this is High Rise Radio. It's 9 p.m. It's our time. And we're ready to go here. Check, check. Yo. There he is. Can you hear me? Absolutely. All right. Perfect. Ben, What's we always going on, make Richard? the joke about us going off the air here at WECB, right? Always. This week I got a call from our, from our good old programming director friends, and they told me something, Ben. What did they tell you, Richard? They told me this is our last episode, if. There's a big if here. Okay, okay. Apparently this show isn't for the kids, Ben. All right. Apparently we need to do something to get our engagement up. So uh, okay. right now, I want, I want you to act like you're, you're talking about a song right now. Uh, okay. All right. I'm talking about a song. Uh, I really feel as though this song, uh, kind of hits home for me because uh, I have, <laughs> God, no, we got a soundboard. These nuts. No. Bazinga. <laughs> we got a soundboard. There's no, you have too do you much know power. What? You have too if much power. If I like your power. take, if I like your take right now, Ben, you know what I can okay. do? What are you gonna do? But if you say some, if you say something I don't agree with, oh, dude, come on! I also hit you with a. <laughs> but there's my favorite. I got, I got a favorite. Are you ready? <laughs> all right, all are right. You ready? Wait, wait. Drum roll, please. Whatever this is. The drums were so loud. <laughs> drums this were is way so too much loud. Oh my god. Hyros Radio. I can't believe. I cannot believe you have that power. I can't really? believe it took me this long. Wow, it's really <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I can't believe. You can comp- you have the power to completely shift the mood in this podcast now. You oh, yeah. you have the power to direct it in whatever way you want. I have no we more. We could control. have a really emotional song and I could just Bazinga. My name is Jeff. In the same order? In the same order, man? Oh, absolutely. These nuts. I love how it's like 20, 2014 <laughs> content. I looked up uh, like meme MP3s, and those were yeah. the only things I could find. So <laughs> right. that's what you got. But we're we also very, got this, though. We're high I love this thing. That's crazy. You Wait, can you use that in the song? Can you flip that? <laughs> Richard possibly the world needs to hear this the world needs to hear this in richard's vision all right well i got i got one other cold open that i prepared here it's why i'm on mute right now in the zoom call and i'm talking to ableton ben yeah that's kind of crazy yeah i'm ready are you ready Mm -hmm. wait 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 wait. let me let me turn down the volume on this i'll turn it down to like there we go my name is jeff (laughs) the wrong button (laughs) that was the wrong button actually okay you ready Happy birthday to you. Oh my goodness. It was Ben's birthday <laughs> this weekend. It, it was. It was. It was. Dude, I I am I'm 20 years old. Thank you, Richard. That was he he told me Thank he you. was I'm like back. I'm back in, in the room. <laughs> there we go. In our pre-show meeting, Richard was told me he goes, okay, I'm gonna do a cold open, but then I'm gonna do a second opening. 
So I'm going to need you to go with it. <laughs> Jimmy, just lay I actually there. got a third even though, Ben, because um, uh, welcome uh, back to High Res Radio. Uh, yeah, we're on the, here. On, on the other side of the table for me, I got, uh, I got the one and only Ben Sure, the birthday boy. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, oh, across, across from me. Ben, across. ben, I don't need an intro, Ben. I got an intro. I brought my own intro. All right. Okay. Are you ready? All right. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. The hottest in the game. Come on, come on. Go snaps. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Kanye West. West. This is the multi-million man, Ludacris. Dropping the sick beats on you. Yo, what's up? We the Black Eyed Peas. This we the F right here. It's Jay-Z. Prepare your mind, body, and soul for the dopest DJ. Go snaps. What's up, Ben? What's up? <laughs> How are you? What an happy am- Wednesday. <laughs> oh, happy Wednesday. We're back. We're back. What a what back. a way to reach minute five. <laughs> We're back. We're back. What a way to reach reach minute five. Or or as should I say? Bruh. Yeah. yeah. Or should you say that, Richard? Or should <laughs> Oh man. This is too much power. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm you know what? I'm glad you're wielding it. You know what? I you know what? I think the show works because I trust you with that power. Oh, um, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Man. Why don't well, you go ahead and introduce then? Since you have, I want to. I want to see you associate some some um, some of these sounds into your introduction of this album. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I, I, I've minimized Ableton right now. <laughs> I need to. I need to give that power. All right. Over. All right. We'll take um, it. A, we'll give. We'll we'll let Ableton reset. <laughs> just kidding. Bruh. <laughs> There we go. I kind of remember where they are, so I got a little right. bit. You got um, it. This week on the show, we're talking uh, Beach Boys. Uh, we're talking one album in primary, uh, and then we uh, we decided last minute to add in another album. But um, I'll give you some context on this first album. It's called Pet Sounds. It was the 11th studio album by American rock band The Beach Boys, released on May 16th of 1966, and it was met with... Uh, surprisingly lukewarm critical and commercial response in the Mm. u.s it peaked at number 10 on the billboards top lps chart at that time but over time opinions changed and it's now considered one of the most influential albums in really music history um the album was produced arranged and almost entirely composed by brian wilson his goal was really to create quote unquote the greatest rock album ever made uh basically a cohesive work with no filler tracks which we can talk about that but i think he did (laughs) yeah yeah. Also, uh, it's considered as funny enough a concept album to many, as it introduced like non-standard harmonies and really incorporated elements of like pop, jazz, exotica, classical, and avant-garde. And um, actually, I learned this that since 2003, Rolling Stone has uh, consistently ranked Pet Sounds second on the list of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah, yeah. And originally, I remember Rolling Stone gave it to, I believe, uh, Sergeant Pepper's. That was like the that was the list that was out for a while, and I think they just recently. I put think Sergeant Pepper's one. is number one still, and this is number okay. two. If I'm yeah. right, I forget. It, it might still remain consistent at the top there, which I don't know. I think I know a lot of people who disagree, who absolutely disagree, and believe that this is. I mean, it's what's interesting is like the influence of Pet Sounds is undeniably all over. Oh, um, absolutely! Undeniably all over Sergeant Pepper's. So to the point where people feel as though just at its core, you should give the top spot to the influence, which I I don't know if I totally agree with, but I think there's just enough merit to the argument for that it should be a regularly uh, regularly spoken about argument. 
completely agree. Well, um, yeah, I feel like uh, we could dive into this first song. It's uh, it's actually it's perfect timing that we're doing this album because it just got warm out. This is definitely yes. Beach Boys, oh commonly affiliated with like that like surfer vibe, all of that, and this is just like the perfect music. Oh my goodness! That. I just before we start, I have been out blue biking, um, COVID safely, obviously, but I've been out blue biking, and it has been such an amazing experience to like not have to be totally in a winter coat while biking and I just need, being able I to go to blue bike out. I need to do oh, it. Dude, it, it's so, it's so relaxing. I just needed it. I needed the sun. I needed that vitamin D so badly. Do you know, do you know what I did this week? What'd you do? I, uh, two days ago I woke up and, uh, and my shoulders were just like killing me. And I was like, what do I do? My shoulders are killing me. I got a massage. You went and got a massage. Where'd you I, go? I went and got a massage. I went to a place in Chinatown. I got a recommendation from a friend. And okay. um, the woman was like this, like, probably like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a 6'1 dude, 6'1, 180 dude. Okay. This woman was probably like 4'10 and like 90 pounds. Okay. And she, she messed me right up. She like, <laughs> it, like, it was like she she dealt with all of those shoulder problems and also schooled me on posture. So it was quite a quite a good that was a tuesday morning that was just yesterday (laughs) tuesday morning so you're feeling good you're feeling oh i'm feeling good i'm you're ready to listen to some to some prog rock i am well should we Uh, dive into it yeah absolutely let's do it ben wouldn't it be nice (laughs) if we dove into this first song it would it wouldn't it be great yes it would be very nice high res radio (laughs) That was smooth.
Kairos Radio. We're back in it. That was such a nice little little transition. That I was. love that. Oh my goodness. This is the lead-off track of um, one of the greatest albums, as decided by many rock enthusiasts, I would say. Um, and Wouldn't It Be Nice uh, was one of the lead singles, along with God. Start your album with a banger. Exactly. And what do we talk about every single week? We're coming right back to it. You have to start on a very high note. You have to start out on a bang. Um, This was one of the singles released, as I was saying, God Only Knows was the other one. And it actually sold very well as a single. Um, And you mentioned earlier, Richard, that the album didn't do very well critically at first, which was interesting because the two lead singles were two of they what sold incredibly yeah i mean basically two of like the greatest songs of all time to yeah, and they people. were incredible commercial successes too which um, like should yeah normally if you have two songs on an album you would imagine the album would do decently well but it didn't which is yeah and it wasn't like it wasn't like they were what we now describe as the greatest song like two of the greatest songs of all time it wasn't like they were looked down upon back then like they were good songs they were recognized good songs and commercially proven to be good songs um, so it's interesting to me that like, even, even though you had, to, especially once you got two singles in, not even just one lead off single and they were already a commercially successful band. It's just very interesting to me. Yeah. This song though, um, it always reminds me of like, it, it's just like, it's such like a quintessential summer vibe. Like it reminds me of just like being at like your city pool in yeah. like July. It's like, yeah. like, this song is so, I feel like in life you can't you can't be this far into life without having heard this song <laughs> at this point yeah I, at, at some point a parent or a grandparent or someone or an uncle or an aunt has played this song or literally you just like walking down the street i feel yep. like or at least like someone's referenced it like i've i heard adults be like wouldn't it be nice and at least make a joke of it before i even heard the song and then i heard the song and i was like oh that's what they were talking about yeah absolutely yeah. Oh, um a lot of what helped the album later, uh, obviously, not obviously, but what helped the album later was its uh, commercial success in the UK specifically, because it went yeah. number two in the UK. And um, it went number 10 on American charts, the uh, the whole album. But it's very interesting to me how they describe it as only made number 10, because that just proves how huge the Beach Boys were at the time. And it, to me, it makes it even more con- such a confounding thing that the two lead-off singles didn't lead to amazing commercial success on the album. Yeah, completely. It's definitely it's definitely odd, but I feel like this could have been that case of we always love bringing it back to other albums, like a Yeezus or something like that, where it was mm. just like completely just kind of like just like overthought. But in a way, also, I don't really know how because it it isn't like they took some drastic style change in a lot of these songs i feel like a lot of them are so quintessential beach boys but they did work in the new i don't know it kind of perplexes me yeah and i mean you know it, it it's just a song that at the end of the day has stood the test of time and to make it even more of a to even cement it more it's what uh brian wilson titled his autobiography after yeah, uh, it's his autobiography is titled "Wouldn't It Be Nice," so it just you know it's a song that meant a lot to the producer, and I think that speaks for itself. Well, absolutely. Well, um, that being said, 
Should we dive into the next one? Let's go for it. Let's have next a nice fade also, in. Uh, oh, oh, actually, you're right. I'll give it a nice fade in. Uh, next one. It's called You Still Believe in The Beach Boys. Pet Sounds. Hires Radio. Radio. Ooh, I'm, I'm, Bicycle I'm having, horn. I'm having so much fun listening for when you're going to come in. I, I'm like, I'm anticipating it and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that one, I was so curious how they made that sound in the intro and I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know how? I actually do not know. It was made by one person holding a key on a piano while someone else holding on the strings. Of the oh, got it. Isn't that? Oh so my cool? goodness! Yes, like, you can you can definitely hear it. It's like it's what's making the strike of the key so pronounced. Yeah, or like so cool. making it sound that way at least. And then you got that. Uh, then you got that that horn, the bicycle horn. Yep. Also, <laughs> which is just like it's so strange, but like. <laughs> you just love it it's like at this point in the album i'm always like like is there like a childhood theme here or what but like i don't know well to me the sound innately feels circus like Um, yeah and i don't know if that's just me but i feel as though that it's something that is at least seen to be goofy universally 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 excuse me um but yeah the 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 
I'll bring it back on occasion. Perfect. Perfect. That's great. Um, but I think that's kind of the point. It's to, I think a lot about um, Brian Wilson's music is that you're not supposed to take it as gospel. It's yeah. not understood. Like none of the lyrics are, even if you understand what he's saying in the lyrics, you're not supposed to necessarily take everything literally. Yeah. You know, it's just time is moving and, and, and you, this, the album's a lot about growing up and like growing through, going through phases at least, especially with drugs. Um, and just phases of your life. So I think Which, now that we're 21 minutes in and we know that WECB aren't listening, um, <laughs> we can, we can, we can talk about um, the fact that uh, it, it's kind of wild to me always thinking about the fact that the beach boys really, most of them while they were making and performing this super happy beach music were on like hard drugs. Yeah. <laughs> like, like hard drugs. Like um, what album is it? Um, uh, it was written on like LSD and yeah. uh, there's like, I, I believe there was like some heroin use in there. And there's just like all of this, like, it's it's so wild that you're making this like calm, peaceful, surf-like rock music. Yeah. And like, you're just on hard drugs. It's, <laughs> it, it's crazy. It's interesting that what the beauty that people can create while going through such pain. I mean, at the yeah, end of I the day, that like, that, yeah. that's that's what's so remarkable about a lot of um, old work. And I don't think, I, I definitely don't want to um, insinuate that you have to go through a like really horrific hardship to create something beautiful. And I don't, not even necessarily saying that the things are related, but it's just something that in um, rock music is definitely prevalent. Completely. Um, yeah, it is beautiful works getting put together by people who are going through such pain, and maybe that's just like kind of a defining staple of the sound. Yeah, um, and this it. is more. This is definitely more like pop music, especially at the time was considered far more pop. Um, but this was the the move away from it. This was the progressive step away from pop. Yeah, um, absolutely. and now I feel like rock, how we define it now, has kind of taken ownership of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's completely fair. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and I think we can move on. All right. Uh, next up, we got a uh, "That's Not Me." I can I can fade into this one, right? I believe I can. It's gonna start. Okay. Like, right away. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, all right. That's <laughs> not me. The Beach Boys. High Rise Radio. WECB. Anything else? Let's go. I had to. Oh no. What happened there? Uh oh. Technical. Uh, we got a Spotify cannot play that song, even though Ooh. it is downloaded. Let's try that again. I had to prove that I could make it alone now, but that's not me. I wanted to show how independent I've grown now, but that's not me. I could try to be big in the eyes of the world.
radio beautiful thing back yet again oh my goodness yeah, i the, love the fades on this album it's yeah. so nice the bass i hate though that i have to like wait i have to like wait here to click the pause button at the exact right time so the next one doesn't start but <laughs> we, we cut it off yeah you know? it's tough yeah um the bass the way it was being plucked and strummed even um especially during the ending the the fade out but yeah. all throughout the song that's what kept it at the beach for me. Um, specifically that instrument, I think really solidified it for me though. And I think an interesting fact about this one is that it's the only song in the album where the majority of the instruments were played by only band members. Just kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, because they had um, a very, very, very talented in-studio um, band with them to help them create this masterpiece and a band who really went along with everything. Yeah. It's uh, it's fascinating because like I feel like at the time, do you know, was that a regular thing? I feel like that wasn't a regular thing. It really still isn't to this day. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um, not to, not definitely not to the degree that um he was trying attempting to uh, that Brian Wilson was attempting to manipulate sound. The rate that he was attempting to manipulate sound at uh, is something that a lot of studio orchestras and studio bands would never really. Uh, there there just wouldn't really be enough time, and a lot of people aren't um super eager to do that yeah completely no it definitely is like a yeah no that's just like oh yeah um but i think if you understand you have to kind of buy into the the producer if you are going to do it um and i think a lot of them bought into what he was doing and kind of went with what brian wanted to go with in hopes that he would his vision would be foreseen yeah, that's and, what I think is so great that like everyone really believed in his creative vision for this album and it became what it is. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it really, it just, I'm glad it stood the test of time and, and that's a hard pill to swallow on the front end when they didn't receive immediate commercial success, um, especially when internally, at least between the band members, there wasn't necessarily the most confident 
feeling among them that it would do commercially well, but Brian, it was something that Brian kind of had to make seemingly. Yeah, completely, completely. Well, um, that being said, should we move on to the next one? Let's go for it. Ben, don't talk. Put your head on my shoulder, Ben. Oh, wonderful. I will, I will Richard. Just, just, just while we listen to this one. Oh, absolutely. Over Zoom. It's, yeah. like, it's like Soldier Boy, kiss me through the phone, but yeah. back in the day. The OG. <laughs> kiss me through the rubbery. Right. <laughs> Iris Radio. <laughs> Brian quoted, uh, and I'll, I'll read this to you. He quoted, wait, I got to pause this right at the right moment. Right now. There we go. He quoted that um, <laughs> this is, quote unquote, one of the sweetest songs I have ever sang. The innocence of youth in my voice, of being young and childlike. I think that's what people liked. There's no better way to describe that song than that. It's yeah. just so. I mean, it's. It's a it's a song 
about a lover that is that's about like it's not a conversation it's about sharing a moment of silence yeah um which is super what an interesting way what an interesting thing to write a song about and not like um in in, a a non-verbal communication between your lover is just such a beautiful concept especially when he's holding it in such a precious regard Um, completely no it's just so sweet and like it's just that's a song that really conveys a mood and an emotion. Yeah. Um, and one thing that really stood out to me was that there was no guitar. Yeah. Um, for right. I didn't even think about that. For a band that kind of made their made their start and got on the scene having their two lead guitarists. Um, it was it's just a very interesting those were the kinds of songs I think that made people uncomfortable um, uh, producing the album because it just, it didn't sound like what they wanted to go for, but Brian was not attempting to go for the regular kind of Beach Boys, earlier Beatles sound, like poppier sound at the time. He was trying to do something more to, in his, in his vision, I guess, more progressive. Yeah. And that's something that I think is really interesting about this album that um, I don't know, I've read it briefly. I don't know if you know anything about this, but it's that this album uh, the way that it's written and produced and everything it, it's you can't play it live which is also fascinating yeah. for a group of beach boys who really like, feels like back in those days that were constantly touring yeah absolutely and like you have to think about the fact that that's kind of that's kind of like probably a p- big reason as to why the commercial success wasn't amazing because you know the way that music was consumed, a lot of it, a lot of your audience growth depended on touring a lot more than the much easy, like, especially in terms of audience growth, there's definitely more avenues now. It's not like you have there any easier, um, like your odds of blowing up on whatever social media platform are incredibly low. But um, especially back in the day when there was no formal like forums i guess to discuss anything except in person um you had to go see the concerts and then if you went to go see the concert which a lot of people did is then they would buy your album yeah you can't pull like a ybn namir two months ago and (laughs) drop a song of you like rapping about your morning routine over minecraft type beat and it honestly get commercial it was success. genius though genius i think the i remember that song production... this week and it just popped into my head again and it's just like that song just pisses me off so much <laughs> just <laughs> it's so good though okay yeah um yeah no. uh side note there um yeah though it's it is so fascinating though just to like i feel like even now the main focus of making music and making an album for artists is to make a also palatable live version even if you can't exactly play the song live then you play a version of the song live and that's something that's like thought about right there and just to completely skip that step is fascinating yeah um yeah it definitely makes sense as to why people were nervous about it um and the band on the the band you know orchestra just such a insane collection of instruments that Brian used they a lot of their members of the um the recording sessions became known as the wrecking crew um like this iconic uh it's not really a band just more collective of professional artists yeah so very interesting we'll get more into it as we go on but I think we're I think we can move on yeah next one on the album Pet Sounds here 
It's called I'm Waiting for the Day. Let's hear it. Let's Let's wait for the day. I rise radio. Oh, you beat me jinx, to it. Jinx, jinx. <laughs> I, re- I really wanted to do it that time. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, I think that might be one of my favorite songs on the record, to be honest. I love the fact that he does kind of a fake out ending twice in a row, or not twice in a row, twice so far on the album. And we're only a couple songs in. Yeah, and um, what I think is fascinating about that song, especially, is that it was written way before the rest of the album. It was written in 1964. Yeah. And it was held for Pet Sounds. Yeah, it's they, it was a song they had on the back burner. And Brian uh, admittedly said that he didn't like the sound of his vocals. And that was something I kind of wanted to focus on. Because to me, uh, the uh, the instrumentation of it is absolutely beautiful. But the yeah, vocals like, the thing are that I'm undeniably weird. 
The thing that I'm a sucker for is like right here. Yeah. So those orchestral. Uh, <sighs> this is so, so nice. wonderful. Well, let me see. Let me let me take a let me take a listen real quick. They definitely are odd. Yes. But I like it. It's. I think it might be coming up. No, I, I don't know what it really was. There are just some places where it sounds not super professional to me. Yeah. Um, not it. totally polished quality. And I, so I understand why Brian himself didn't, uh, didn't like it. I think it was just something that they had and he had, he had the time or had the ability, he probably would have gone back and re-recorded it. Yeah. Um, but they were probably just working with a song they already had. So they were going to put it out there. I love that panned left counter melody there. That yeah. You hear constantly yeah. the, the deep counter melody. The do, 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 so, do, do, do. Ah, yeah. so cool. It's I so really, cool. God, I, and I haven't even really, focused as much as we should have on um just how he uses harmonics and vocal harmon vocal harmony yeah. um it fills like especially in an age with so such inferior music technology compared to now the way that he can fill the sound and make the make the whole album sound full um and then take away parts when he needs to it's yeah. a really just it's a he's brand was masterful with it especially on this album no, completely. He he definitely was. Um, I just I love the vocals on this album. They're just so cool. The way that they work in harmonies and stuff like that. I also love the. I love when an album, even when they do like like we're listening to a remastered, remastered, remastered version at this point. Yeah. Uh, on Spotify, but um, what I love about albums is now I feel like there's so much like when an album gets that remastered in 2021 or when an album just comes out in 2021 there's like such a perfection to way the background vocals are handled and stuff like that but there is such an art to just being like nah pan that pan that melody all the way left and just leave it there. <laughs> there's, there's yeah. an art to it it's so yeah. cool to me that's like especially defined by the beach boys and the beatles yeah um the so Beatles completely. were wrong for it though, because they kept they they did it so aggressively for so oh, long. No. The oh, Beatles, my goodness. every song you listen to, it just like there's stuff that can man, you can listen to something and like if you don't have it in your uh you don't have it in like your left airpod when you're listening to some <laughs> Beatles, you just will miss half a song. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, like especially and especially on the older like like a couple of years ago when I would have to listen to it like downloaded. Um, on the old Apple headphones, like on the old oh. Apple headphones, it was so atrocious listening to anything that like when they panned it completely left or right. Yeah. Oh God, it was so bad. <laughs> That's just such a specific memory. And obviously um, back to the song, at least it's, this is a song about um, a guy and a girl in a relationship. Very, very on, very on theme with this album. But uh, this is about an, a being in a relationship with a girl who uh, is dating you or you're in a kind of relationship because you're the rebound. There's a guy she's still invested with. Um, and I do appreciate that for most of the song, it's just kind of brings up that point. And then yeah. at the end of the song, it, it moves more towards, yeah, you know, it went poorly for the guy. He, she might 
George G definitely does have feelings for the other guy. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. The, let's the move best on. way you can say it. Let's uh yeah, let's move on. Um Ben, do you know do you know what we should do after after this whole COVID thing's over, Ben? What you I'm so intrigued to hear what you're gonna say. I mean, you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> it could have been it could have been something different. Why don't you introduce us? This next one. It's called it's called Let's Go Away for a while. Yes. It's off this album called Pet Sounds that we're listening to right now Woo. by the Beach Boys. On this here show called High Res Radio on WECB Underground Radio. We're ready. Let's play it. Excuse me, Spotify? Uh, what are you doing? Not again. I see now I wish I had the bra sound effect. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I unplugged the uh Bruh. There we go. What, what's this you, one? I forget. I heard you slamming the, the Oh button. yeah, you gotta you gotta Bruh, 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 bruh. My name is Jeff. Bazinga. Uh, no, no. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Back to it. Harris Radio. I was waiting for you to do it, Ben. Hi, Rose oh, see, No, see, now, now, see, now I've broken, I've broken it. I've broken it. Hi, Rose Radio. We're back. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Such a good little interlude there. Just, uh, Brian uh, Wilson's one of his favorite pieces of his own work. Yeah, he um, actually quoted that it was, quote unquote, the most satisfying piece of music he ever made. 
what a wow what is i i really want to aspire to that level of artistry i like really like not aspire to that level of artistry maybe not that's that's not what the way to say it but at least i want to have work i want to be able to look back on works and and specifically pick out pieces be like that one that's the like, most inspiring yes. satisfying piece exactly i uh, just that kind of like satisfaction i think that you can't have until you're seasoned i aspire to be there yeah absolutely absolutely that's just uh, wonderful this whole album yeah uh, i it, that's it, all it i gotta really, say <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it really to me what was also interesting about this and a fact i didn't know um i listened to the album a bunch but i didn't know this until researching for this episode but um it, this song was made the b-side for the good vibrations single release good vibrations is a song uh and was the lead single for the next album that we're about to go through after this uh you're not was, talking good vibrations by marky mark and the funky bunch <laughs> No, uh, I I'm not not exactly that song. Not uh, not another amazing American classic. Um, but a whole episode on that song. That's next week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Entire and episode. I, no commentary. We're just playing it over and on a loop. We're just playing a ten-hour loop We're YouTube the video. Off, yeah. We're taking the week, <laughs> the week off. We'll just drop in for the occasional commentary and leave. Um, no, but I, I think it's very interesting that this was the song that was chosen. Which makes me understand that, like, especially in the moment, he was this was one of his favorites. Um, I think when I think I I wish I was there in the moment where it came together for where like this song like came together and he finally saw where he wanted all the parts to be in it, because yeah. this this was like this to me is one of the more beautiful songs to Beach Boys ever even made. Yeah, and another thing I think is fascinating about this album is how snappy it is, how nonstop we're really uh. It's it's every song is like under three minutes really. This next one clocks in at two fifty nine, which is close. But yeah, is every song under three minutes? I think it might be. Uh, possibly, which it's interesting that like that th this song to me feels so much longer because of how much it builds and breaks down and reforms and and, and um, it's interesting because Jacob. Uh, interestingly enough, I'm gonna bring in a. Uh, composer Jacob Collier yeah uh, and one a way that he he's like a, a modern I guess don't want to make his ego too big but genius of music uh, he's considered by many to be just that and the way that he kind of views music is by his own admission in a sense of you know you leave home you go somewhere and then you end up back at home that's how he kind of envisions and sees music and I think this happens so many, that kind of cycle happens so much across not just uh, this song, but this album. Um, but this song especially works. Um, and I think it works for it a lot because there's no lyrics. Yeah, completely. Um, which I guess kind of puts it in interlude territory, but I really feel as though this is just a crucial song. It's not an inter interlude at all, really, to me. Yeah. It speaks for itself. The music speaks for itself. No, it really does. Uh, speaking of a song that speaks for itself, one of my favorites is uh, Next Up. Another one of my favorites, and it's an interesting one. Um, I spent some time trying to find the original version, but um, or any version from anywhere near the time frame. 
Um, it's a 1927 song. Uh, mm. This next one was sampled off of, um, taken actually tr- taken from basically. Uh, yeah. It was a traditional West Indies folk song called the John B. Sales, which was uh, taken from a collection by Carl Sandburg, wrote it in 1927. Yeah, I that that I knew just because when I was introduced to this by like parents and whatnot. That was a that was something I learned very early because it was something that their parents told them where they were like, this is actually, this is where this song is from. Back in my day, we <laughs> listened to the, what, uh, uh, we listened to whatever, yeah. just whatever music was possibly available. They didn't really have exactly. much. <laughs> they really didn't. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Should we get let's, into it? Let's get right on into it. You want to enter this one? Do the- This is Sloop John B. We come on in this loop, John B. My grandfather and me. Around Nassau town, we did roam. Drinking all night. Got into a fight. Well, I feel so broken. I rise radio. You got it. You got my cue. You got my cue. Nice. Let's go. 
We got, we got that, we got that radio chemistry after a season and three episodes. I feel like we, even, well, even over zoom, even over zoom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of the thing is like, we were at this point, officially a season and a, and a, and a half in, but not a realistic. half. We're, we're way before a half. Oh, well, we yeah. But, I these. mean, we got a lot of these more to do, Ben. <laughs> it just feels, it feels like it's we're at midterms and they're killing me they're absolutely killing me but we'll make it through we'll make it through we'll make it through we'll make it through yellow um so that song is interesting to me because it exhibits that like typical surfer vibe you kind of expect from the beach boys yeah but it also the lyrical content really sheds a light on like a rather critical light too on um like the tropical island like motive that's often implemented and glorified by yeah. the band in their songs you can tell that i'm not talking right now. i'm reading from my notes um <laughs> and uh really like this possible self-reflection ties in with like the general theme of melancholy i feel like throughout the album and shows a more mature approach to life and to songwriting yeah um and it's a song that especially in that movie that i mentioned last week love and mercy um one thing that that movie i think portrays well is kind of the way that Brian Wilson was inspired by music was he he had to sit down at the piano and he just played and he found, kind of found the song by playing it. Um, and for this song specifically, if I'm recalling correctly, there was a band member who was playing, as you mentioned earlier, the original uh, version of this song um, and was playing it and kind of just being like, you know, Brian, remember, like, do you remember this song? Um, and trying to kind of sway him to do it just because he felt like it could be, be manipulated to a Beach Boys sound. And eventually, after a bit of convincing, Brian took it. And I think I think it's a song that works for this composition. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily one of my personal standouts on the album. Um, Wait, what? Man. Now it feels like the audience is like actually has input, and now I. <laughs> okay, we'll bring it back with a nice. Oh, okay, cool. Reset, 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 reset. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not one of my huge favorites, but I think it, it it's a song that definitely works, and it's not like I hear this and I go, oh, I hate being at this part of the album. I think every song in this album is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, no, that's really weird because it's personally like one of my favorites. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, guys, please. <laughs> why, Richard, Richard, why do you say it's one of your favorites? I mean, I don't intrigued. know. I don't know. It's just like, I, it's, I don't know. It's just always kind of been one of those standouts for me in this album. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. Yeah. I mean, I think if you define it specifically, uh, yeah, I guess stand, like it, if it stands out to you in whatever way, it's definitely memorable. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, I don't know. I think it's, I think it was one of the first songs I ever heard on this album. And that probably, hmm, that, yeah, you know what? It probably is. That made that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, and you probably just associate specific memories with it. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Completely. All right. I think well, we're, I think we're ready to move on. Yeah. This next one, it was, uh, it was a single, right? Uh, I believe so. Yes. I believe so. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about it more after, because um, the name has the has the capital G that before this point in music was really not used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, depending a, on. I mean, we well, can talk about. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. What's what's it? 
What's this song now? This is God Only Knows. By the Beach Boys, High Rise Radio. Let's get it. radio yes there we go i feel like we can trade it off oh yeah no yeah that's the that's the that's the pattern from now on there we go we got it we're, we're establishing even more on this show yeah though yeah we uh we got it uh god only knows was the one of the first commercial songs to use the word god in its title which yeah. is fascinating um because as a producer brian wilson used many unorthodox instruments and unorthodox things really uh that's a weird person getting a call from. Um, <laughs> right, I'm ignoring that. Hope everything is good and ignore. Um, yeah, funny. though. Uh, but basically, it popped up on my screen, and I and I, I usually look over, and I just I'm kind of like, all right, I'm doing the radio show. And I looked at the name, and I like triple. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, basically, though, um, it was one of the first commercial songs to use the word God, which is fascinating, but it also makes sense for the time because if you think about it. For the time frame, religion was a lot more of a hot topic, really. So, yeah, um, especially for especially for 
Beach Boys and a, and a like a pretty uh, regular, like uh, like known as a pop group. Um, it's not necessarily what you think they would be moving forward with and what you would assume would be in prog rock. I think a lot of prog rock isn't necessarily anti-religion, but it, um, it doesn't use, it doesn't necessarily, um, a lot of it can be a step away from religion or inspired yeah. by a step away from religion. Um, so it's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, though, I, it's just, uh, it's also, it's also fascinating to me that, um, basically like, uh, in this song, there's like a, there's a harpsichord even in French horns, uh, and that I heard in the intro. And I love that. Um, do you know what Paul McCartney said about this song? Actually, Did, didn't he say this was one of his, this was his favorite song ever or something along those lines. He said that it is the best song ever written. Wow. Yeah. From Paul McCartney. That's like a, that's a. Well, I mean, it, it's it's some of the highest praise, depending on what you think. But um, I think that I can't believe I I wasn't even sure that he gave it that kind of a, a that much praise. It's like the enough, greatest I'm, song ever written. I'm hyped on Paul McCartney right now. Have you seen what Have you seen what the man's up to today? No. What is he up to? He posted this thing on his story. Uh, sorry, on his feed that has like uh, it has like a Fike on these dice, Anderson Beck uh bridgers like a bunch of different like artists last names on uh, these dice and people think he's about to drop like a crazy like kind of oh. like kanye four or five seconds type collab album with all these modern artists that's just like gonna be please wild. do it i want him to do it we need, I, I need him to do it now we'll talk about it on the show if it comes out we'll paul, talk about it on the show paul i know you're listening we said it on air we said it on air you have paul, to drop it please same with um, same with if uh, if Mr. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock are listening, drop yeah. your project and we'll talk about it on the air. <laughs> or at least send it to us early so we can review it. We won't um, even we won't even play it on the air. We'll just sit here for two hours and just be like, oh man, that third track. Uh. <laughs> we'll just make everyone jealous for two full hours. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. Right. Um, let's get on into the next. Here's one. the thing. Here's the thing, Ben. I know that if we were to uh, to ask to ask McCartney or to ask. Pock in in Mars there, what the uh, why why they're not dropping already? Well, I know I that know there would be a, something. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that there would be an answer. I know there'd be an answer. And that's that's actually the name of this next song. It's by the Beach Boys. <laughs> I know there's an answer. I was radio. <laughs> Oh, 
radio and we're back i'm sorry uh, i forgot about it i i had to no I, that was mine i think i don't know Ooh, i'm gonna lose track of this so fast <laughs> <laughs> oh, when we man. when we feel it's right we'll go in of course of course yeah um so songs written during <laughs> this is this is this was an interesting note to me i wrote this down off of um I, I I do a lot of research for this show. I go on uh, I go on at least five or six websites. And on this, I was looking at Wikipedia. I was looking at some stuff on Discogs. I was looking okay. all around. And then I click on Genius, right? Okay. And the first line on Genius.com for this here song is just, this song was written during Brian's second acid trip. Like, <laughs> ah, Specifically. Okay. Yo, Great. we the journal, the, the music journalism community. Geniuses, is that they provided no references. So I just wrote that down. I was just like, cool. We have to accept it as fact. That it was could put be in, cap. It was put in the genius. Put yeah. on genius.com. And the people over there are, are geniuses, I believe. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of the idea. It. Yeah. <laughs> you no. got to trust it. Perfect. I think that works completely. Um, Wilson later stated, right? Uh, this is the quote. All right. I'm going to read this quote. Go for yeah, it. Yeah. I had taken a few drugs and I had gotten into that kind of thing. I guess it had just come up naturally. The song was originally named um, Hang On To Your Ego, but the lyric of the song was changed after concerns that it was LSD related. Uh, so apparently it was a little known fact until Genius came along and Amazing. put it out there, I guess, yeah. <laughs> or something. Oh. <laughs> I love, I love the confidence wow. of, of information that's put out on the internet. Because realistically, the number one rule of the internet is to never trust anything you read on it. But it's like but, I read that on genius.com and I go, okay. And then I realize like 20 minutes later, I'm like, there was no source. On yeah. That. They never, really they never, went, okay. <laughs> they yeah, never prepare you to come across information that you, you don't know if it's true, but you want it to be true. So it's like, what do you do that? <laughs> I, I, in this yeah. case, I'm glad you're, we're just trusting it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all I need to know. <laughs> All right. Well, I yeah. think we can get into the next one. Yeah, this next one is uh it's called Here Today. And it's uh this this is normally the place in the album where I feel like you would have a mid-tier song, but this song is just proof that this album doesn't have B sides. It's all A sides. Yeah, I mean I, I I think I would agree. It's just it's it's such a consistent piece of work that you couldn't discern which would be which what songs you would have to drop. It is. It's called Here Today. Beach Boys. Let's get it. It starts with just a little glance now. Right away you're thinking about romance now. You know you ought to take it slower. But you just can't wait to get to know her. A brand new love affair is such a beautiful thing. But if you're Your days go 
Rise Radio. Oh, wonderful. Yes! We got the crowd! Let's go! (laughs) Absolutely, Ben. And do you know what else we got? What else do we have? Yet again. Oh, no, 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 all Again, right. we come across we come across the fake out endings, fades oh, yeah, almost all the way out, and Brian right brings back. us back in. He brings us back in. Yeah, it, <laughs> uh, he does it. It I, to me personally, he does it like no other, especially with uh, poppier or at least in the sense of a prog rock kind of sound. Yeah, um, I think he does it very very well. Completely, um, completely, and I think. This song specifically is uh, just a bit interesting because of how uh, marching band it is. And I think it's like when making when making this kind of music, they were trying to stay away from that a little bit, um, which is interesting. Like this song to me is at least uh, musically a break in form a little bit. But if anything, it reinvigorates um, the energy in the album. It kind of resets us. It brings us back up with a lot of percussion, um, and that constant, the chords being played in the background on the piano, yeah. um, it really like brings you into step, I guess, with the rest of the album. Completely. Yeah. All I have, all I have my notes here for this one is that it's a classic Beach Boys vibe. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. But yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. This next one is called, I just wasn't made for these times. It's, uh, it's what I think when I'm walking outside to class in Boston before this last week when it's like 20 <laughs> degrees and windy god it was so it was so horrible on on boylston the wind it's a curse the man. wind oh it's my goodness curse. all right let's all right. let's forget about that but let's get into the next song i keep looking for a place to fit in where i can speak my mind and i've been trying hard to find the They say I got brains, but they ain't doing me no 
<laughs> I felt like it was your turn that time. But <laughs> bring us in. Bring us in. Bring I us Rise in. Radio. We're back. Here we are. We're live and in person. Well, not in person. We're 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 live and apart. <laughs> we're live in 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 high rises away from each other. Unfortunately, absolutely. There we go. So that one was written Movie by uh, Brian Wilson and Tony and Tony Asher, right? About yes. Uh, uh, it, I always forget if it's a sh- Asher or a Cher. I'm so no, yeah, Asher. It, it, Asher yeah. They wrote, they co-wrote, well, Asher kind of took the lead, but they co-wrote the whole album. Um, yeah. Asher especially. Um, and has, I guess, will take the credit for what Paul McCartney thinks is the best song ever written and a lot of the most beautiful songs ever written. Um, yeah. And I love that for this one, Wilson stated in his autobiography that... Um, this song was uh, tell, uh, telling a self-portrait of his really like troubled psyche uh, and that he was like too advanced for his time is what I've written down here, which is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, <laughs> um, it's one of my, this is one of my favorite songs uh, on the album personally, just because of the way the, um, the, of the percussion and the echoes and the way that it sounds, the way he manipulates the sound of the studio, um, kind of like the, uh, I'm losing the word for it, but the like how the sound that the studio creates just by the structure of it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very, it's a very, very interesting song to me. And I really, I really love it. And this is a song I definitely can like doze off to. No, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, though. Uh, I want to dive into this next one. This next one is fascinating to me. Okay. Because uh, I want to I play it twice. I want to play it once normally, and then once um, I want to go through it and do, do a little something. Go for it. It's, uh, it's called Pet Sounds, and um, we'll talk about it after, after the jump. It's, uh, gotcha. it's an interesting one. Let's do it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it.
Res Radio, and there we are. We're done with it. This afternoon goes on for a little bit longer, but um, we'll we'll leave it we'll leave it there. Um, yeah. so ben, ben and I were talking over the break, and um, we're gonna we're gonna talk through these two songs, and then I think I think we we could even literally like sign off right now, say yeah. our, say our goodbyes, and then play through another album. Yeah. But um, before we do that, real quick, I wanted to note that Pet Sounds, that first song, was originally written apparently for a James Bond film to be the theme and it was called run james run but it never made it to the film so it was changed to pet sounds and put on the album that's amazing <laughs> which is fascinating and the album was titled after that it's a weird ass song <laughs> uh and then caroline no brian wilson's first and only single to be released under his own name on Capitol records fascinating okay that that i actually did not know which is interesting i didn't know well, that either until interesting song, to, song to take ownership of but i it's one of my favorites on the whole album I love, uh, I love putting it at the end. I love that choice by him. Yeah. Um, Cause it really feels like that's a song that can put you to bed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Before we, before we play this next album, should I, uh, should I outro us? Like we're like, we're like, we're finishing the show right now. Yeah. Let's go literally before we do that. We haven't done this in a while. One sec. This might be loud. Yeah. That's loud. That's loud. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk over, over a little music bed. Can you hear me? Well, yeah, I got you bet. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Hires Radio tonight. Uh, you can catch Ben and I here every Wednesday. Uh, we talk about a different album from 9 to 11 p.m. Uh, next week, what are we talking about next week, Ben? Uh, next week, we'll, we were talking about the uh, self-titled album Kiwanuka by Michael Kiwanuka. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a, a pick no, you wouldn't necessarily think we were going for, but uh, it's kind of more out of the box and I'm very excited for it. Yeah, you can catch us uh, on www.wecb.fm, WECB Underground Radio, the underground side of Emerson College. Got to drop the full station tag there. Uh, wow, look at that. That was smooth. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on all your favorite podcast platforms. All the links are on our new website. Woo! It's www.highriseradio.xyz. Everything's on there. Um, ben and I haven't even talked about it yet. I've, yeah. I wrote his bio. He gets to change it, though. <laughs> 
we'll we'll have it up and running and looking real nice. Yeah, you can uh, you can follow me on Instagram at itbu. You can find my music on ghostnaps.com or on any of your favorite streaming services by searching ghostnaps. Also, I have a new single. It's out this Friday. This is what's playing right now. Look at that. How smooth. Uh, you can pre-save it at the link in my bio or just get it on Friday. Uh, I'm interested to see what people think. And uh, yeah, Ben, plug those socials. Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram at Ben Schur. That's at B-E-N-S-H-E-R. Uh, you, if you ever want to contact us for anything uh, related to the show, make sure to hit me there. Hit me in the DMs. I will uh, always be there to respond to you. And if you want to follow me anywhere else on the internet, you'll just have to find me. You'll, you'll have to chase me down, tackle me before before I'll Go give you the him. information. Go <laughs> find him. Well, yeah. Um, anyways, before we get out of here. Ben, uh, do you want to introduce this this next album that we're going to play straight through right now? This is the, this is the first for High Rise Radio. Yeah, um, this is Smiley Smile. Uh, this is the album that came right after Pet Sounds from the Beach Boys. Um, and this album did, did kind of missed the mark um, to, I think, a lot of people. Uh, it houses one of the maybe like greatest songs in American history within uh, that, that is good vibrations. But overall, um, people were mixed on it, at least. It's an album that I heard at a young age, so I have some fond memories associated with it, with it fond memories associated with it. Um, and I wanted to see how it would sound on the radio and how we could just all sit back, relax, and chill and just listen. So yeah. this is the Beach Boys 1967 album, Smiley Smile. Let's this get has it. High Res Radio. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen.
sunny down snuff I'm alright By the heroes and
Crossed her scalp and brushed what she had left. I tried to salvage what I could and threw it in a sack. She made a feline to her room and grabbed all kind of juice. She started pouring it on her head and thought it growing it back. back. <laughs> You're too late, mama. Enough will upside your head.
sun can get so hot that you can sweat your strength away and oh come the night
Dun 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 d